How does the language you use and the thoughts you have reflect how you feel about your nursing career and being a nurse? Let's talk about the power of your words and thoughts right here on episode 172 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I'm so grateful you're listening, whether you've been hanging out with me here for months and years, or this is your very first time tuning in. Thanks for being part of The Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. This episode of The Nurse Keith Show is brought to you by Johnu Scrubs, a company that refuses to compromise quality, fit, or style, and their direct relationships with the best fabric mills and factories ensures that that goal is reached. For 25% off any order, please visit bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Nurse Keith Scrubs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Nurse Keith Scrubs. And use the code NurseKeith25 at checkout. I love my Janus, and you will too. And remember, Janu is J-A-A-N-U-U. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 172. And I'm thrilled you're here. So let's jump into the studio and dig into today's topic. On my blog, Digital Doorway, I recently published a post entitled, words as a barometer of your nursing career. Now, at no matter what point you find yourself in your career, like I say on the blog post, words that you use and thoughts that you think are powerful. So when you're talking to patients, when you're talking to colleagues, the words you use, the way you describe your nursing career and your work as a nurse and your expertise, says a lot about you, and it says a lot about the ways in which you think about your career and your skills and knowledge and expertise and professionalism. So I've been thinking a lot about words, and I want you, dear listener, to think about the words you use as well. So when someone asks you about your work as a nurse, do you focus on the recent terrible shift that you had or a difficult colleague, or do you talk in more positive terms about what being a nurse has done for you, how that career has grown for you over the years, et cetera, et cetera? So I'm curious, are you conscious of the words you choose? Are you conscious of the thoughts that you think about your work as a nurse, about your job, your colleagues, your patients, and your career as a whole? Like I say in the blog post, there are bad days. We've all had them. I've had tons of bad days in my nursing career. I work at home now as an entrepreneur, as many of you know. I still have bad days. I have times that I'm overwhelmed. I have times when I just have too much to do, and I feel like I just can't get it done. And back in my most recent nursing job as the DON of a home health agency, I had many, many frustrating days. I had days where I went home just holding my head in my hands, thinking, I can't do this anymore. And I bet a lot of you have been there too. I've been there before, and I just happen to not be working a regular job right now, but I know that feeling from my own self-employed status right now, 
and also from the many, many nursing jobs I've had over the years. So what words are you choosing when it comes to talk about what you do and who you are as a nurse? Even if things are going south in your career in general, is it possible? This is not a rhetorical question. Is it possible to reframe your experience and find ways to see it in a different light? So first, just like in the blog post that I mentioned at the beginning, let's talk about when bad stuff happens. And we work in healthcare, so bad stuff happens. There are bullies out there in healthcare, in nursing, and medicine, and well, in nursing, it seems the bullies are most active, but there are difficult colleagues out there for sure. And patients die, patients sick, mistakes are made, families might, you know, give you a really hard time, and your colleagues might be breaking down or freaking out, and things can really hit the fan when you're at work. However, I want you to take a look at your career. Just in general, just look at your career and think about the bad days and think about the good days. How does it balance out? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you if things don't balance out to the positive. It might be your workplace or your colleagues or the specialty you work in. There's so many different ways in which things can go bad in healthcare on a day-to-day basis, on a month-to-month, a year-to-year basis. I've talked before about how I've burned out in the past, and I had strings of bad days. I mean, weeks of bad days. And that was no fun. And I noticed, and my wife, Mary, noticed very early on that when I talked about my work, it started getting more and more negative all the time. I was tired of my patients. I was tired of my colleagues. I was exhausted from the commute. I couldn't take the paperwork anymore. And you may be nodding your head saying, yep, that's my experience. Or you might be shaking your head saying, no, I don't really have that experience. I get out of bed and I feel good about going to work and I have a bad day once in a while. And then I shake it off, dust myself off, pick myself up and I'm back on track. The engine is running again. I know things aren't always a picnic. And I want you to look at your career as a whole, pull the camera back at the macro view. Are you generally spiraling into a negative period in your career based on your previous experience? And then push the camera in towards the micro. Look at your colleagues. Look at the people you work with. Are they positive? Are they talking trash? Are they complaining? Are they unsupportive? Are they bullies? You know, are they just difficult people and you have a terrible time socially, interpersonally at work? Is that just a really difficult place to be? Look at your patient population. I've worked with many, many different populations and I know which ones speak to me and I know which ones are more difficult for me to handle, the ones with whom I have the least patience. You, I'm sure, have worked with people as a nurse and you think, you know, That population is not for me. I have a lot of nurses say to me, you know, I just can't work with children. Either they don't like children in general, or maybe they have children of their own and they don't want to see children at work, or maybe they don't want to see children suffer. Some people say, you know, I can't do PD because I don't like making children cry when I change their bandages or give them a shot. Or 
I don't like working in PD oncology because the suffering of a child is too much for me to bear. Other people might find their patience is worn thin working with addicts. Other people love working with people who are dealing with depression and addiction. So you need to look at your colleagues, you need to look at your patient population, and you also need to look at, of course, your workplace, your workplace environment. Is your workplace environment one in which you can grow and thrive and feel good, where you feel valued? And when you talk about your workplace, is it in positive glowing terms? Or do you have a lot of complaints about the management, about administration, about anything, about the physical layout of your work? Is it exhausting? Are you on your feet all the time and there's nowhere to sit and you can't have a drink of water and the bathroom's too far away? So if you find that those are the things you're thinking about and talking about and the words you're using to discuss your work are focusing on the negative, you've got some changes that you need to make. So when things are wild and woolly, when things are crazy at work, can you distinguish between a one-time event an anomaly when things are going nuts, or are things at your work nuts and chaotic all their time? If you're having a bad day, let's say once a week, let's be fair, once or twice a week out of four days, that is, well, you know, could be 15 to 25% of your time having a bad time at work. Think about that. Think about the amount of time you're spending at work feeling overwhelmed, dizzy, crazy, chaotic, and out of control. Also think about the amount of time at work that you spend talking with your colleagues negatively about your workplace, about your patients. I know we all need to get together and bitch and moan sometimes, and that is perfectly fine. It's okay to do that on a time-limited basis. But you probably know as well as I do, there are many, many nurses out there and that's all they want to do. They only want to complain. They only want to dish the dirt. They only want to say all the negative things that they're thinking and they may even create some drama in order to have something to complain about. If you're blowing off steam and talking negatively about your work, we can take that in stride. If you find that that is on a daily basis and there's no other thoughts you're having about your workplace, we need to definitely look at what's going on. Is it just the way you talk about it? Is it a habit? Is it an addiction to be negative and pessimistic? Or is your choice of words telling us even more about who you are and what you're thinking about your career? On this podcast several times, I've talked about this idea of Nurses saying, yeah, I'm just a nurse, or I'm just a triage nurse, or I'm just a med surge nurse. And when you find yourself or your colleagues or your friends using these types of terms that diminish or seek to diminish the importance or the power or the impact of the work that you do as a nurse, I'm sorry, but putting the word just before nurse doesn't fly with me. What are you really trying to say when you put just into that sentence? So whether you are, like I said earlier, spending a lot of time talking and thinking negatively about your colleagues, your workplace, and your patients, or you're just kind of really leaving the negative stuff on the table, 
and not really bringing the positive stuff forward, then we definitely need to think about how are you thinking about this? When you say, oh, I'm, I'm just a triage nurse, you're saying that being a triage nurse isn't important. You're saying that your role doesn't really have any effectiveness or power, and that there are other people who are more important than you. And I have to tell you, no one is more important than you. You are equally as important as everyone else around you. And if you are thinking in terms of your lack of effectiveness or that you're not in the place where you need to be, maybe you need to change the place where you need to be, or maybe you need to change the words and the thoughts that are being projected towards your position that you're carrying at this particular time. Also, words mean a lot in writing. So let's move on from talking to writing. My experience is that nurses don't ever really want to toot their own horn. And nurses' resumes and cover letters tell us a lot about how nurses think about themselves. It also tells us a lot that they're not really taught and guided in how to write an effective resume. So some questions to ask yourself are, are my resume my cover letters, my LinkedIn profile, are they sufficiently dynamic description of my nursing career? Do they use words that are empowering, that really describe what I do and why I am so awesome? Ask yourself this question, do I hold back when I speak or write about my career and who I am as a nurse? If I hold back, if I don't wax poetic about my experience and who I am as a nurse, what does that say? Why do I do that? Ask yourself why you're keeping your light. Why are you holding and hiding your light under the proverbial bushel? Ask yourself, how can I up the ante regarding my use of language when talking or writing about my nursing career? And ask yourself, am I afraid to own my expertise, skill, and knowledge? If I am afraid to take ownership of what I am and who I am and what I bring to the table, what, pray tell, am I afraid of? So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about tuning up your language and your thoughts, your words as a career barometer, and how to turn things around when it comes to language. So stick around. We'll be back in a few minutes and we'll continue with episode 172 of the Nurse Keith Show. Well, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause about how you can support The Nurse Keith Show. That's right. You can become a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value this show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty cool premiums from me. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter over at NurseKeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message to you right to your inbox. And remember to leave a rating and review of the Nurse Keith Show over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes because it really helps other people find the show. So those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's get back to the Nurse Keith Show and the subject at hand.
And we're back. Thank you for taking that pause with me. And thank you for hanging out a little bit longer for the second half of episode 172 of the Nurse Keith Show. Remember, the show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 172. If you need to tune up the language that you're using to talk about your own value as a healthcare professional, it's never too late. It's also never too late to turn your thoughts around from the negative, the pessimistic, to the positive and the optimistic. One thing I want to say first, like I mentioned before the break in the first half of the episode, if you are having nothing but negative things to say about your current workplace and or your colleagues and or your patients and or the specialty in which you're working, first consider the fact that it's you, that something needs to change inside you so that you can take a turn towards the positive, towards the optimistic, towards seeing the career glass as half full. If you find, well, it's not really me, things are really crappy at work. It's a horrible place to work. It's a horrible place to be. My colleagues are terrible. My patients are complaining. The families are difficult. Administration's not supportive. I cannot make a dent in this workplace culture. It is awful. Then, Maybe it's not really your language that needs to change. Maybe it is actually your job. Maybe you need to look for a new job and talk to me about how to go about doing that. That is fine. That is great. Sometimes we need to do that. And I encourage many nurses to leave their current positions when they're super unhappy. Your words and your thoughts will give you hints about whether it's you or whether it's the stuff around you that's making you miserable. So around this language tune-up, if you realize that, no, my workplace actually isn't that bad. I actually kind of like my patients. My colleagues are decent. Administration gives us okay support. My salary's okay. I'm just stuck in kind of a negative rut. I don't quite know why. One thing I recommend, which I have talked about here before, is you need to look at self-care and say, okay, if I am always feeling terrible about work, but work actually isn't that bad when I look very closely at it, well, What do I need to change? Maybe I need some exercise. Maybe I need to go to yoga twice a week. Maybe I need to work days instead of nights. Maybe I need a vacation or a sabbatical. Maybe I need to go part-time. Maybe I just need an attitudinal adjustment and I need to go to counseling or coaching to get that attitudinal adjustment done so that I can feel better about what I do and how I spend my time at work. So that is possible. If That is what needs to happen. You can take the bull by the horns and make those things happen. If you are, let's say, moving on from a job and you're having a hard time figuring out how to put into words who you are and how to demonstrate to potential employers and recruiters and hiring managers who you are and what you've accomplished, your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn profile, Those three tools are good hints at how you express and articulate who you are and what you bring to that proverbial table. We've talked about this before on the show. I'm going to talk with you more about it as the years and months go by and the episodes go by. If you hang in with me to listen, I have a lot more to say to you about this. You can make a conscious choice to take your resume and say, you know, this is pretty boring. I'm just saying, you know, I did this, I did that. This is where I went to school, period. 
That's my resume. Or you can take your resume to the next level, like I've mentioned here on other episodes of the show, and really dig deep into the words that describe who you are and what you've accomplished in the course of your career and why you're an amazing addition to any employer, to any community workplace that is willing to bring you on, that you will really deliver the goods. So you can make that conscious choice to take your resume to the next level. You can make a conscious choice to use words in an interview in a powerful way that is convincing, that is psychologically strategic, that makes the interviewer think, wow, this person really knows what they're talking about, or this person really believes in what they do, or this person's a great nurse and she really knows how to talk the talk, and I bet she knows how to walk the walk too. When you catch yourself preparing for a job interview and you just don't know how to articulate positively what you've accomplished, that's when you need to talk to someone like me. Not necessarily me. It can be anyone who has the skills to guide you in the interview preparation process. You need to be able to walk into an interview and clearly articulate the values that drive who you are the skills that you've gotten under your belt, the things that you've accomplished, the ways in which you've moved the needle and touched other people's lives or affected workplace efficiency, anything like that, any accomplishment that you can quantify or qualify and take some credit for that place. And this is where nurses run into trouble. Let me just go off on a little tangent here. Taking credit. Nurses, like I said at the beginning, often will say, well, I'm just a nurse, right? Well, when it comes to tooting our own horns, we can also say things like, yeah, I had a hand in that, but I didn't really do that much. A lot of other people contributed too. In an interview, in a cover letter, on your resume, of course you want to tell the truth, but you also want to make sure you don't diminish and play down the role that you played. Play it up. Tell the truth. Be authentic. But use the words that really describe it in a way that paints the picture of what you actually accomplished, what you actually did in that situation. What you say and how you say it has power. And your ability to speak your truth about being a nurse couldn't be more important since it reflects on your own professionalism and on the profession itself if you think about it. If you can turn your thoughts around about yourself, the way you think about yourself as a professional, if you can think it, you can write it down. And if you can write it down, you can say it. And if you can say it out loud, you're almost there. Being able to articulate it and say it out loud is so, so very important. So coming back to this notion of words as a barometer of your career, if you have nothing positive to say about what's going on in your career, we already talked about you have to look at whether it's you or the job or some other factor in there. Are you projecting negative feelings onto everything and everyone around you? Or are you in a place that really causes negativity to blossom and bloom? Like we talked about, wrong patient population can definitely get you complaining. If you're surrounded by negative Nancys and Debbie Downers or bullies or any other type of awful colleague, then maybe you're stuck in a rotten workplace culture and you need to exit stage left, get the heck out of there. 
So the words that you use to describe all of these things, they are actually a barometer. They speak volumes about how you're feeling about what you're doing and how you see yourself in the world. You are the only one who can control the language that you use, the thoughts that you have, and you don't have control over other people's words and thoughts. A lot of this is about your locus of control. What is within your power to control and what is not? What is not is how you think, how you speak, and how you act. So you can attempt to positively impact the culture and the people around you, but you cannot control, of course, how people and environments react to your being there and to your trying to affect change. Check your language barometer. Check what it is you're saying and what it is you're thinking. And if feeling and speaking and thinking negatively is the order of the day, consider, is it inside me or is it outside me? Is it within the locus of my control or is it outside the locus of my control? Is my current work situation completely untenable and awful and horrible and I just need to get out there? Or is there something that needs to switch so that I can maintain where I am and be happy where I am. So words are powerful barometer of what you need to do in order to take your nursing career and your nursing self-esteem to the next level. You need to make sure you are monitoring your language, the language that comes out of your mouth, and the language that's happening inside your head, inside your mind, in your thoughts, so that you can flip them around, change them, cut those terrible thoughts off at the knees and decide how you're going to change and how that glass half empty is going to become the glass that's half full. So one last word, dear listener. I am not saying that everything around you is the product of your thoughts and feelings and that things around you can't be changed. You can change them. You can be a change agent. You can try to make your workplace a better, more positive place. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it falls flat on its face. You can give it a try. I'm also not saying that your thoughts are the only culprits and your words are your only culprits in what's going on in your life. But we always need to look at ourselves first before we look around us. So if we're complaining a lot, we have to think, okay, is it inside me? or outside of me. And once you can make that determination, once you can find what you can control and what you can't control, and you can make decisions about what you're willing to change, what you're willing to do, that can be where the rubber hits the road, where it moves the needle, and you can actually make a change in your life and career that's really gonna work for you. So there you have it. Thanks for listening to episode 172 of the Nurse Keith Show. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode, and I encourage you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction in career development. And remember, those words are important. The words you're thinking and feeling, make sure you are considering them every day and doing your due diligence around changing the language that you use and think if it is impacting you in a way that detracts from your ability to be a happy and joyful person. 
This Nurse Key Show is edited, produced by Tim Hollowell and his band of merry editors over at thepodcastinggroup.com. My hat's off to Tim and his team for always doing a great job on the Nurse Keith Show. Social media and promotion are handled by Mark Capispeason. Hats off to Mark, too, for his help over on Instagram and Facebook and with my newsletter, which you can sign up for at nursekeith.com. Remember to check out my new podcast, Mastering Nursing, at nursingdegreedatabase.com forward slash podcast. There's lots more of me and especially some amazing guests. I want you to stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again and again as we explore how to take your life and career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, and keep in touch. And adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. 